You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey everyone, welcome to Page to Stage, a conversation with theater makers. We're your hosts. That's Brian. And that's Mary. This episode is part of our series on Chicken and Biscuits, a new play by Douglas Lyons. And it's the second half of our conversation with last week's guest. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With this particular show, Chicken and Biscuits, the actors are going up and down the aisles throughout the play constantly. What responsibility does that put on you guys front of house? Make sure that they don't run into the audience. Like a lot of times it's no, no, you have to like, it's just making sure that the path is clear. Most of the time we get it. We don't always get it. Like Norm has definitely met some fans. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, you just, you can't run into anybody. And also making sure that like that the ushers know where the cues are. So they're not running into people. The first couple preview, you know, and people do it all the time in our theater. Cause we have these fabulous aisles and you can light them and you can do all this stuff. So very uh, on most shows, the first, like we did it once in the silent, the first couple previews are it's, it's the learning track. And the one thing I always tell people is, you know, by the time, by the time you get to first preview, the actors have had tech, the crew has had tech, everybody's had tech, except for the front of house. And we're like, 
here's a show, here's 700 people, don't mess up and make it all run perfectly. So there, there, that to me is always an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because it's it's so interesting because it is it is the audience is really getting a full experience having the front of house staff there. Especially, I remember walking in and seeing the ushers with their uh, church robes and you know whatever those the bibs. I don't know what to call them, but they're completing the experience and it's it's the whole theater going experience. Um, so that's it's it's pretty brave that you know you guys don't have that you know, preparation going into it. And that's good to keep in mind from now on walking into first preview. (laughs) And this is like, again, I don't mean to keep hearkening back to COVID because I know we all want to talk about anything but COVID. Um, But it was, this was also like leaning up to the first preview. We had to put in this entire protocol of getting people in and like leading up to the first preview. We're like, well, we think it's going to work. Like we put all the pieces in, but we didn't know if we were going to go up at eight, I think it was probably, no, it was 8 o'clock curtain. We didn't know if we were going to go up at 8.10 or 9.10 because we'd never tried that particular thing before. And it was, I think it was like around 8.11 or 8.12. I was going to say, I remember where as we were, you know, told, you know, Broadway's reopening dates and pe- the conversation, at least in my circles, was like, you know, we, no one knows how long this is going to take to load, you know, patrons in. No one knows, like, if it's going to have to be a very, like, one-on-one, you know, in terms of, like, showing your ID. No one knew if it was going to take a long time. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like we were in, like, very quickly. I mean, it was all you. very safe and it was all very organized. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kudos to everybody that is is working so hard to check all those IDs and vaccinations to make everybody feel safe. And I'm, I'm actually wondering if we could actually just, you know, pull over on the subject for a second, um, because I'm always interested to know, how does that coordination and orchestration work? Uh, you know, you got the stage managers asking, is everything okay in the house, right, to start the show? How does that work? And how has it how had it been working um, at Chicken and Biscuits with uh, getting the show up and running as quick as possible? Well, we everybody's on walkie, so we have people up at the top. We also, you know, we have the two levels. So you have what's going on entering the box office lobby, coming down a level, and then what's going on in there. And it's really just everybody's everybody's good at their job. They know what they're supposed to be doing. They're getting the people in. They're coming downstairs we're all on walkie and somewhere around eight o'clock I say, how we doing? And you know, we're great. We've got a huge line, whatever the answer is. And then probably around on this show, 803, 804, I would start talking to stage management and say, okay, it looks like three minutes. It looks like 10 minutes and you can take it in 60, whatever it wound up being. So it's really just that part, that part just kind of irons itself out and you can tell too. Like you can tell when an audience is ready to sit down and enjoy the show and when they're still kind of mulling. And would you say that that is like pretty on par with like anything pre-COVID? Because I feel like, I mean, I I don't, you guys don't have like a concession stand. Do you have like a merch? You do have a concession stand. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Okay. Because I feel like a concession stand often like is what slows it all down. I mean, it's very important. Everyone loves the, the, like the themed drinks and you know, if they're, they need a snack or whatever, but I feel like oftentimes like it can deter people from getting to their seat um, yes. when they need to. <laughs> yes. Although, I mean, I will say we have, we have our bartenders pretty fast and like once people start hearing bells are like, I don't care, pour me a big glass of wine. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> 
I know I talked about this before, but I like the fact that it worked both on the show side and on the house side because the house is a whole different kind of show. It really is. I bet. And I'm sure it's different every single night by the minute even. It is. And you have so (laughs) many unknown factors. It's really neat. Plus the other thing that I always love, like our ushers on this show, they love the show. Like literally we had people dancing in the aisles and like they would be handing out playbills and they would like be rocking and rolling. But it's also, if you, what everybody always forgets is nobody talks to the audience more than ushers. Like they do, they sit there, they talk about the show, they talk about their life, you know, they know who's coming to the show. It's really an interesting dynamic because I spend, I know we, I feel like we spend a lot of time in like focus groups and all of, and all of that and advertising and marketing, but you also, the people who are actually talking to the people coming to the show, it's always your front of house staff. I've had people come up to me and tell me like, I'll say, hi, how are you? And they've told me their entire life stories and how they wound up at this show. I love that even just from like theater goer to theater goer. I love sitting down next to somebody at the theater and I don't usually initiate a conversation, but if somebody does, I'm more than happy to talk to them about why they're there that night you know what have you seen recently i think it's and and the ushers like you said it's always really exciting and i love hearing people ask oh so what other shows have you ushered it's Mm -hmm. just you know that's probably most common question yes and most people who work front of house absolutely love the theater and in a passionate way and they love watching the show every single night maybe a little bit differently to than like your traditional proscenium arch theater you know, you could be ushering like house right, you know, one night and have a completely different experience similar to an audience. Yeah. And also you have different cues for, you know, different entrances and exits that you might not have or that you definitely won't have coming from like a house left situation. Um, do you actually is it do you, you do you use that terminology house right and house left? Is that? Yeah. Okay. The second time I saw Chicken and Biscuits, there were so many audience members that showed up after the play began. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I found that even with Broadway coming back, that has been one of the biggest struggles uh, that I've noticed in terms of like going to see a show and then having people walk in front of you or make a lot of ruffling noises and stuff. And so I'm just wondering from your perspective, because I kind of loved the, you know, a couple of years ago, they were there were a couple producers that really were sticklers about putting on the tickets, no late entry into the theater. I'm wondering how you feel being on the like front of house side, how you feel about like a policy like that being put in place for a production. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think it's hard for this on the theater goer because what happens is let's say, let's say that you're the person going to the theater and you bought your tickets and let's say you spent, if it's just a couple, let's say you spent around $300. Let's say you're bringing a family though. Okay. So let's say you spent what at the bare minimum, $500 on your tickets, probably more. And you're driving in, you had to get two kids into the car and you get in the car and you finally drive into the city. And then because you never drive into the city, you hit Lincoln tunnel tunnel traffic at five o'clock and your journey takes you an hour longer than you thought. You then pay 60 bucks to park your car and you come to the front door of the theater to be told, I'm sorry, you can't go in anymore. To me, I know, I believe me, I know. I have been, I've been like, are you really going to unwrap that candy for 25 minutes while we all sit here and listen to it? Like, here, give it to me. I'll, I'll take it outside. I'll wrap it for you and I will bring it back to you. But, but to me, I see a lot of that. It, and it happens. The person who's late genuinely usually didn't mean to be late. So I kind of weigh it. I'm like, 
can I sneak them in in an unobtrusive way so that they still their evening is going to turn out to be a great one as opposed to just like this horrible massive disappointing thing yeah I totally get that and I kind of just wish there was like a, a happy medium where you know there was like a back row that was reserved for late seaters I think that that would be the way I try to look at it is I was like what's going to to cause the least amount of disturbance yeah totally and I try to do that I'm actually interested, since you started in the early 2000s, how you've seen the evolution of cell phone disturbances. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's more. I don't know what else. To, there's more. And it's also, it's become such a cultural thing. I will tell you, a lot of people don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Like you and I, we're so indoctrinated that we would never even have a cell phone and on vibrate when we go to the theater. But again, a lot of people who are coming to theater and especially you're talking to somebody who goes once a year, maybe twice a year to them. Oh, it's not a big deal to check their text. No, it's a huge deal to us. It's balancing. Okay. Turn it off. No, really. We mean it. You're not allowed to. What's not cool is when like the people like pick it up and have a whole conversation and like, you know, that it's just not. So the evolution is it's gotten, it's gotten progressively worse. And how do we educate people in not in not an aggressive way? What I've never, ever, ever in my life, not to go off on a tangent, but you asked a house manager about cell phones. What, of course, this is going to happen. What I don't understand and have never understood is when you're doing this, you are entirely missing the experience that you paid upwards of $100 to enjoy. Like if I'm going to go to a restaurant and, and get a, a steak that costs $100, I'm going to eat every single morsel and I might like the so don't you want the same experience if you're coming to the theater you're just ruining your own experience along with everybody else our theater it makes it so much worse because we're in the round so somebody pulls out a cell phone you're lighting up half the audience and actually i was i always think whenever we like talk about like cell phone use in the theater i'm always brought back to the first time that freestyle love supreme came to broadway and i don't remember what it was called it began with a yonder yonder Yonder, thank you yeah, where like you put it in a pouch. I've I haven't actually experienced this, but like you put it in a pouch and then like they hold on to the pouch. Some Is concerts that... do that. Yeah. Um, no, I think you just can't unlock the pouch. You but hold hap- on to your device. But what device. happens if they don't turn the phone off and then the phone goes I off and you can't you unlock have... the pouch? Oh, okay. I believe you can't put it in without it being off. Oh, and, yeah. okay. I would hope so because I feel like that would be like like a front of house worst nightmare. Like they're yeah. holding on to this pouch for this phone that they can't turn off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what happened when, when we saw Chicken and Biscuits, there was someone right at the top of the oh show. My gosh. It was like an alarm or something, and they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And like, it was a playlist. I, was... I think they were listening to their own Spotify playlist, and I thought uh... that it was part of the sound design. I'm like, interesting. Okay, so they're still listening. <laughs> they're still listening to the radio, and it's coming from it's coming from over here in the audience. <laughs> Yeah. Oh not for God. nothing though. Like I and you know what I do for a living? I was at a play and it wasn't a Broadway play. I don't know if it was a reading. I was at something and I got a new Fitbit. And I was like, I don't know, I was just fiddling with it. And somehow I turned my phone on and it started playing like Bon Jovi or something like super loud. And I was a person who was like rustling and like trying to turn it off. So that's what sometimes it is just inadvertent. Um but not always. And what's frustrating is when you're like, no, turn it off. No, we mean it. Can you please just turn it off? Yeah. Mary, do you want to move into our lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, if you could trade jobs with another member of the Chicken and Biscuits team for one week, who would it be and why would you want that position? Norm Lewis, because he has like he ha- gave this incredible sermon that brought down the house. 
What is one thing in the theater industry that confuses you? People are enigmas. How about that? I've met some people Mm. where I'm like, I don't understand. Is there something in your process that you find unique to you at Circle in the Square? I think my hours. I think I, I, to me, it's really important to always have somebody around from the theater side of it to address problems. But I think I probably, my process is probably more intense than other people in my job's process. And I, I don't know if it's necessary, but it feels necessary to me. What's one hobby that you have outside of theater? Yoga and hiking. I'm sure that came in real handy over the last 18 months or so. Yes. (laughs) I still do. I've gotten to the point. I do yoga every single day of my life. And I found that that helped navigate some of the turbulent waters that come along with what we do. Are there any books or resources, podcasts even, that you have found helpful to you um, as you've um, been working, you know, specifically over the last 20 years? I like to read biographies of people who have done this before. That's what I found most helpful because number one, everybody's gone through a challenging time and everybody's come up with a creative solution. And like across the board, the, you know, act one is a classic that I will read over and over and over and over and over. But I've read biographies of most actors that I admire and artists. Yeah. And then this is our final question. And it's a play on the tagline for chicken and biscuits. How has this process fed your soul? (laughs) <laughs> there's such there was such joy in the show and it was so nice to be a part of something joyful after the past year and a half we've had this show like it made people laugh it 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 was a wonderful I know I keep saying this over and over but it was a wonderful show to work on after the pandemic and the cast was joyous it was and they were generous it was just lovely it, the whole thing was lovely yeah I'm I'm really hoping that we see more comedies um yeah because I think the last – we were talking with Tony in the last episode. We were saying how there – you know, I feel like there was a lot of talk about that. Like, we as an industry were kind of like, coming out, it's going to be a lot of comedy. Like, that's what we're going to want to see. But we haven't really seen that too much. So hopefully, you know, in the next installment of – or the next season even of Broadway that we're able to see some more lighthearted comedies that bring just pure joy to yeah. everyone involved. Because, like, a well-done Broadway comedy, there is nothing in the world like it. Right, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. And and just to sidebar, Mary, about this series, I'm so proud that we were able to showcase so many jobs in the theater in this series that we hadn't had at all on the podcast. Yeah. So that's really exciting for us um, and our show. I mean, I personally, I love that you guys are doing this because there are so many people who work on a show who you never see, hear from or meet. And they genuinely love theater, too. And it's it's all part of putting the same thing up. So I I really love that you guys are doing it. It's so fantastic. I have to tell you, you guys are my first podcast. I was like, I don't want to talk to people. I'm afraid. (laughs) And I love Leslie. And she's like, no, I literally before we got on there, I was like, so are these people nice? Like, for real? (laughs) I will show you the text. And Hopefully she, like, she said yes. <laughs> so I, I love, thank you so much. Like I personally would like to thank you for doing oh, it. Oh, I'm so glad. You. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Page to Stage. To keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Page to Stage Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we have other conversations with theater makers from Chicken and Biscuits. Check them out. Until next time. That's Brian. That's Mary. We'll see you later. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 